Do you like U.S. military history, especially stories about our veterans? If you answered yes, then I know you'll enjoy Duty and Valor. Hi, I'm Wayne Marks, and each week I'll tell you the amazing stories of heroes who pushed away their fears and showed true valor on the battlefield. And although their stories are different, the common trait they all share is that they all serve with pride and lived with humility. And I'm honored to tell you their stories. Welcome back, everyone. On this episode of Duty and Valor, you'll hear the story of a man who was so focused on a military career that he would enlist while still in high school. A man who wanted to fight fascism in Europe so badly that it led him to desert from the U.S. military and join the Canadian Army. A man who would go on to fight in three wars while becoming one of the most decorated army soldiers in U.S. history. This is the story of Medal of Honor recipient U.S. Army Colonel Lewis Millett. Born in Mechanic Falls, Maine on December 15, 1920, Lewis was one of five children born to parents George and Elsie Millett. At a young age, his parents got divorced and his mother remarried and moved to Dartmouth, Massachusetts with the children. Lewis came from a proud military family. His grandfather served during the Civil War and his uncle served during World War I. He grew up listening to the stories of their service and he knew from an early age that he would also serve. While he was still a senior in high school, he joined the 101st Field Artillery of the Massachusetts Army National Guard, the same unit that his uncle served in during World War I. In 1940, after graduating high school, Lewis joined the U.S. Army Air Corps and was sent to gunnery school. He held a strong belief that the U.S. should enter World War II. Initially, there wasn't much support for the U.S. to enter the war, and by mid-1941, it looked like the U.S. would be sitting it out. This led to Millet making a big decision. Wanting to fight against the growing fascism in Europe, he deserted from the Army Air Corps. He, along with a friend, hitchhiked to Canada and enlisted in the Canadian Army. There he was assigned to the Royal Regiment of the Canadian Artillery and was sent to London as an anti-aircraft radar operator during the Blitz. By this time, the attack on Pearl Harbor had drawn the U.S. into the war and Millet wanted to get back into the U.S. Army. He made his way to the U.S. Embassy and turned himself in. Not much was made of his desertion at this time, and he was placed in the 1st Armored Division. Millet and the 1st Armored Division were sent to Tunisia, and they were part of Operation Torch, which was the Allied invasion of North Africa in November 1942. During the fighting, a half-track vehicle, which was loaded with ammunition, was hit by the Germans and caught fire. The vehicle was dangerously close to the Allied soldiers, so Millet jumped into action. He got into the driver's seat and drove it away from the other men and was able to jump off just before the ammunition caught fire and exploded. For that selfless act, he was awarded the Silver Star for Valor in combat. Soon after, it was atop another half-track, this one armed with an anti-aircraft machine gun where Millet shot down a Messerschmitt fighter plane that was attempting to strafe their position. By September 1943, Millet was now a sergeant and was part of the fighting in Italy at the Battle of Salerno and then at the Battle of Anzio in January 1944. It was around this time that his desertion was finally being addressed by the army. He received a court-martial and was convicted for desertion. As the army knew of the quality of the man and the reasons for his actions, Millet was only fined $52 and wasn't allowed to take any leave. 
In 2009, his brother Albert was quoted in a Boston Globe article that he didn't give a hoot about the leave privileges because he wasn't going anyway, but he was a little annoyed by the 52 bucks. His brother also said that the reason for the army finally prosecuting him was to clear this from his record, which would allow further promotions. Millet would go on to receive a battlefield commission to second lieutenant just weeks later. After the war, Lewis returned to Maine and joined the Maine National Guard. He attended Bates College in Lewiston for three years before being called back to active duty in 1949. By 1950, Millet was now a captain and serving in South Korea during the Korean War. On December 5th, he was an observer aboard a Stinson L-5 Sentinel single-engine plane along with its pilot, when an F-51 Mustang of the 18th Fighter Bomber Wing piloted by Captain J.F.O. Davis was forced to crash land in North Korea. The pilot of the L-5 put his plane down on a road near the downed aircraft in an attempt to rescue the downed pilot. They were able to retrieve Captain Davis, but there wasn't enough room for all three men aboard the L-5, so Millet bravely gave up his seat. Now alone and surrounded by nearby enemy fighters, Millet had to find a place to conceal himself until the L-5 returned to retrieve him. The L-5 eventually returned to the area, but the pilot couldn't find any trace of Millet. The pilot remained in the area in an attempt to find him, and just before nightfall, he finally did. He put the plane down, and Millet jumped aboard, and they returned to safety. A few months later, in February 1951, Millet was in charge of Company E of the 2nd Battalion, 27th Infantry. His unit had been attacking a well-fortified enemy position at Hill 180 near Soamni, South Korea, for two days when on the 7th, one platoon got pinned down by heavy enemy fire by the Chinese. Seeing this, Millet took personal command of another platoon and led them forward where they connected with the pinned-down platoon. After taking pressure off of the men, he didn't stop there. He led both platoons on an attack up the hill. It was reported that the enemy were sure that the Americans weren't willing to engage in close combat. Millet had read the same report, and he and the men of the two platoons were about to prove them wrong. In what would become the last major bayonet charge in American military history, Millet fixed his bayonet and gave the order to his men to do the same. He then yelled words of encouragement at his men as he led the attack from the front. As soon as the men began their charge, they came under intense heavy fire from elevated positions, which isn't where they wanted to be. Undeterred, Millet led his men forward while throwing grenades and firing at the enemy with his rifle. When the opposing fighters were too close to easily reload or wheel their rifles at each other, the close combat started. Millet himself began to bayonet and club enemy fighters with his rifle. His actions inspired his men to do the same, and they continued their advance up the hill, cutting down any man that stood in their way. Millet and the men were able to push the defenders off of the hill, losing nine men in the process. The enemy had suffered far more casualties. It was reported that about 100 Chinese died defending their position. During the attack, Captain Millet was so far in front of his men that he had to avoid both enemy and friendly grenades being thrown at each other. It was reported that he was able to avoid being hit by eight grenades before a ninth exploded next to him. He received shrapnel wounds to his back and legs, but he refused medical evacuation until he felt that the hill was properly secured. The actions of the men led the hill being renamed Bayonet Hill. 
For his actions that February day, he was awarded the Medal of Honor. And on July 5, 1951, President Truman bestowed our nation's highest military honor upon Captain Lewis Millett. While in Washington, D.C. for the ceremony, Captain Millett met Winona Williams. The two began a relationship and would eventually marry and have four kids together. After the Korean War, Millett attended Ranger School at Fort Benning, Georgia. He went on to serve in the 101st Airborne Division as an intelligence officer. During the Vietnam War, Millett served in a variety of training and advisory roles to both U.S. and Allied forces. He even helped to found the Royal Thai Army Ranger School. He also went on to command the Army Security Agency at Fort Devens in Massachusetts. In 1973, Lewis Millett finally retired from the U.S. Army at the rank of Colonel. Among the awards that Millett earned in service to our nation were two Air Medals, four Purple Hearts, three Bronze Stars, three Legion of Merit, a Silver Star, and the Medal of Honor. Following his time in the military, he would become a Deputy Sheriff in Trenton, Tennessee before moving to California. In 1985, Lewis and Winona's son John, who was a staff sergeant in the Army, was aboard a military aircraft that crashed in Newfoundland, Canada. He, along with 255 other passengers and crew, died when their plane stalled on takeoff and crashed half a mile from the runway. Lewis Millett passed away on November 14, 2009 at the VA Medical Center in Luma Linda, California, and he is buried at the Riverside National Cemetery in Riverside, California. Lewis Millett was a man of courage, leadership, and sacrifice. He was the last American soldier to lead a bayonet charge in combat, and his actions on that day were nothing short of heroic. He showed incredible bravery and determination in the face of overwhelming odds, and he inspired his men to follow him into battle. Millett's legacy is one of inspiration. He showed us that anything is possible if we have the courage to never give up. He is a true American hero, and his story will continue to inspire generations to come. Thank you for listening to this episode of Duty and Valor. If you have not done so already, I kindly ask that you leave a review and follow us wherever you're listening, as this small act helps us reach a wider audience. For those interested in learning more about Colonel Lewis Millett, I've provided links to all sources used in today's episode in the show notes and on our website, dutyandvalor.com. Don't forget to join us for our next episode, where I'll tell you the story of another true American hero.